500 vehicles to sell, 500 ways to save. One month only at Bill Penny Mitsubishi during Memorial Month. Now through May 31st, we will accept your credit application. A $200 down payment and a $350 a week paycheck can get you a new Mitsubishi. Don't forget, every new vehicle comes with our 10-year unlimited warranty. You can win 5000 with our 5K test drive giveaway. Visit BillPennyMitsubishi.com. To qualify buyers on a credit, warranty valid through 10-year ownership on new vehicles only. One entry per household per month. Must be 21 with valid driver's license and insurance. See dealer for details. Shut up and sit down. I'm live. Am I live, bitches? Can you hear me? I want to start this out by telling everybody that Cinnamon Minion is a troll. She's always been a troll. She's always going to be a troll. And she's quite proud of her status as a fucking troll. <laughs> and from Cinna, I have to point out to everybody else that Original Tempest is, in fact, a harlot. Now, to start this show out, I want to put down a few rules for you. One, if you call me and ask me a stupidly personal question, I'm going to cuss you out. I'm straight up, I'm going to cuss you out. I'm going to put you on mute so you can't respond back, and then I'm going to cuss you straight out. So don't ask me about my sex life. Well, no, that's not too personal. I talk about that all the time, don't I? Don't ask me where I am. Don't ask me who I am. Don't ask me questions about my professional life. Don't be an asshole. I don't want you bashing other writers. I don't want you bashing other people on the internet. I want you to be nice. If you can't be nice, don't say fucking anything at all. I appreciate that very much, okay? So our first caller is a total fucking mystery to me. I have no idea. Wait, do I know who they are? I might know who they are. Hold on. I see my phone directory. I know who they are. I know who's on the line. And let's see. Lady Holder, you're on the air. Hello. Hi, guys. (laughs) Hello. Can you hear me? I can hear you fine. Can you hear me? I can hear you just fine. Awesome. Awesome. I'm wondering how everybody else is dealing with it, because I'm not at the the, uh, computer with the chat. I'm actually getting something to eat while I watch this whole experiment play out. (laughs) So are you enjoying yourself? I don't know yet. I'm I'm still on the fence about this whole thing. Uh, Do you have any questions? You have have no questions for me? I'll tell you everything. You already know all my shit. There's there, <laughs> yeah, there no mystery in our relationship anymore. Actually, the romance is gone. <laughs> the romance is not out of our lives, darling. We write it every day. Um, anywho, what I was going to ask, and it actually is a legit question, is when you come up with your original characters, I know you put a lot of work into them. You've got Bibles for them and the rest. But is there any particular... Thing that you have to put into it to make them actually believable people. Because remember, we all like Matt, and there's a lot of people who freak out when they see OC plus whatever, you know, whoever's got Matt as their character or their partner. 
Okay. Um, for me, an original character, um, they have to be real in my head first, which is often why I cast actors to play the parts. I do that in my plot process, whether I'm writing fictional, like fan fiction, or whether I'm writing professional work. I have, I create uh, OneNote. I have Microsoft OneNote. It's an organizational software, and I'll make little profiles mm-hmm. on all my characters in it, and there'll, and there'll be a picture, and I'll know things about my characters that will absolutely never come up in the story that they're in, but I know, like, you know, I know Matt's favorite color is blue. Mm-hmm. It's never come Sounds up good. in anything I've written him in. Um, I know that his, you know, I mean, I just, I, I know weird shit about Matt Shepard that that means nothing to the to the story. Um but it makes him real. True. You know, <clears throat> like he was afraid of the dark when he was little, and he wanted to be a fireman, and just stuff like that. And when you, when you put a character together and you do that, it creates, um, mm-hmm. it creates a person in your mind that's three-dimensional. And when that person is three-dimensional in your mind, you can transfer that to paper a lot more easily. I mean, you hear their voice okay. in your head when you're talking, so they don't sound like you. Or they don't sound like True. John or, or Rodney. Okay. And that's the worst thing I and see it in fiction is... Everybody's the same? <laughs> yeah, everybody sounds the same. He's like, you can't all be an asshole like Rodney. Well, you could, but it would be yeah. kind of, you know, it would get old. It would get really old. <laughs> Too true. And we're having Fireman Matt fantasies. Guys, go look and see if you can find actual pictures of Jensen uh, like that. We'd appreciate it. Um, <laughs> you know, <laughs> If you can't find one, you can make one. <laughs> I've got a uh, picture of Jensen Ackles cool. actually like in full dress uniform. I'm not sure if that's a photo manipulation or not, but it's hot. Oh, yeah. I'm all for it. If I remember right, that's maybe, you know, dress whites for an officer. Hey, my, my life you know, got all sorts of happy and wonderful that day, you know. Um, <laughs> but Matt, Matt, <laughs> I, he's, um, he was an organic creation. I'm not actually sure when I realized he was going to make an appearance in what might have been. I knew in canon that John had one brother, David, and his father's right. name was Patrick, and that we knew nothing about right. his mother. We um, knew nothing really. When I started writing what might have been, we knew nothing about his ex-wife. Um, Point. I think oh, maybe I her name had come up once, but we it. hadn't seen her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, if you're in the chat room right now, Azor Hart has posted a picture of Jensen Ackles. Um, there's no telling what he looks like. Uh-huh. It's actually not a bad man. Oh, <laughs> as a fireman. <laughs> but um, yep. when I cast Jensen Ackles, in the role, I think that was more fan service than anything else because mm-hmm. at the time I had a lot of readers who wanted me to write in Supernatural, and that was never going to happen. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I thought, well, if I if I put <laughs> if I put Justin Ackles in my story, maybe they'll be satisfied with that. And for the most part, I think they were. You know, for the most part. Well, um, that's also why where... Michael Weatherly was cast as. Um, uh, Declan, because okay. I yeah. have no intentions Declan. of ever writing in CIS either. <laughs> so yeah. I still got a little cough. Declan is I apologize, you guys. Hey. <laughs> I think there's a little delay Declan in the chat room between the listening there is, there is and what? There's about a 10-second delay. Maybe a 15-second delay, I think, maybe. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Yep. But all the characters um, in Ties That Bind and and in Sentinels Atlantis, mm -hmm. they all have character profiles um, that are very detailed. The Ties That Bind profiles are ridiculous. I I actually have three composition notebooks full, and they're 100 pages each, I think. Hold on. No, no, they're 200 pages, 100 sheets. I have never seen these things, so don't even ask, okay? I have asked (laughs) repeatedly to be allowed to set up, you know, camp in her head. She tells me no. So, but but yeah. Ties That Bind does have three composition notebooks, um, 200, uh, 100 pages or sheets a piece. So about, I don't know, 550 handwritten pages for the series oh, Bible when it comes to Ties That Bind. Sentinels, um, Sentinels of Atlantis actually has two different ones because I had to replot because of the great loss. And- I, I had that great that loss, and I lost up. 15 episodes of Sentinels of Atlantis, and I couldn't rewrite them. So what you see in True. Sentinels of Atlantis wasn't my first shot. It wasn't even and the plan at all. Like Miko never became a god in the original one. David didn't wake up. Andy didn't exist. So there's like this whole... Um, yeah, there was a whole reworking a of, of that, that but, because I... Mm-hmm. I had to separate myself from what I lost because it was difficult. When you lose a lot of work like that, it's there's a grieving process, and, and it's hard to get back. It's hard to even want it and back because you get so mad at yourself, <laughs> at oh, yeah. technology, because I should have fucking backed my shit up, and why didn't I? Damn it, why didn't I? Oh, my but God. I didn't, so there you there, go. There, there are now <clears throat> reasons why we both have you know Google Chrome, and we save everything on that bloody thing, you know, because I'm not losing stuff, you know. It's not after watching other people lose lose things. I'm not doing that. So, huh. Okay, well, I think I'm going to uh, check off and let everybody else have fun and um, <laughs> ask their own questions and see who else calls in. Come on, guys, man up. She's not She's not going to bite you any more than you want, at least. If I bite you, you might like it. Honey, you've known I'd like that for years. <laughs> this is not me. <laughs> okay, Senna, give me a call. Okay. All right. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye. While I'm waiting for someone to be brave, be brave, be brave. I would love somebody from Skype to call. That would be very helpful. Um, I have a topic on my website where I ask people to ask me questions or give me topics for the radio show and what I've been given. I've actually had 22 comments so far. It's on my website. You can go and add to it if you'd like. I'd really appreciate that. And I would like to remind everybody that Skype is possible and Skype is free. I'm looking right at you, man, looking right at you. You can get on Skype. Serious, for serious. Okay, I have two callers. I have no idea who they are. I'm going to pick the one that's been on hold the longest. And you're on the air with Kira. Great, for serious. Hello. Okay, I have two callers. I have no idea who they are. I'm going to pick the one that's been on hold the longest, and you're on the air with Kira. 
Okay, um, area code 678. I'm actually hearing myself in the background, and I'm talking to you. Oh, hi. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> I had no idea I was the one on hold the longest. <laughs> this is just a lurker. What's up? Not much. I can't Hello, how are you? But I want, I'm doing great. I wanted to call and say I love your work, and I have to go to bed now. Thank you. I appreciate that. Why isn't the chat working for you? Is it like a load issue? Uh, well, I'm in. I haven't loaded up Chrome yet. I'm in Firefox, and I don't even see the usual little bar at the bottom. Oh. You know, the last time I tried to use Firefox for something because my Chrome wouldn't work, I actually got mm-hmm. like a little note. It, it was actually I was downloading Chrome onto my new machine, and Chrome, yeah. like Google, actually told me that my browser was old. And I needed a new, more modern browser, and then they um, advertised their own browser. How is that for some arrogance? There I'll ask my ass off. That's how I guess <laughs> so. Yeah. Well, I would load up Chrome. <laughs> well, I'm glad but you called. Yeah, it's good to hear your voice. <laughs> and if I had any idea how to Skype, you'd be seeing my face. But it's no great treat at eleven o'clock, eleven thirty at night. <laughs> I don't know if the Skype would actually give me that. I, I know that you can use like a phone for international yeah. calls and stuff like that, but I'm not sure it would actually give me a full Skype experience through my dashboard. But um, uh, I think okay. I would see usernames maybe. I don't know. We'll see how that works. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I love the whole thing about Matt. That was pretty much going to be my question. Thanks. Also about your OCs. <laughs> <laughs> well, good night, everybody. Have a good evening. Oh, no. I just hung up on somebody, and I'm so sorry. Call back. I told you, me and my dashboard are brand-new friends. You're on the phone with Kira? Hello? Hey, Hello. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Who is this? Oh, this is Ice Wolf Tears. Uh, how are you? Good. How are you? I'm sorry. I wasn't sure if my phone was working right because it was doing that loop thing for um, Lurker. Um, so I had to drop you and call you back. Um, so <laughs> I don't know what that was. I, I really don't. It, it was weird. Uh, hey, guys in the chat. Anyways, um, so my <laughs> major question is actually... Um, and I just blanked. Great. I have to. I have your <laughs> mind, and I can't think of what I was going to say. Fabulous. Okay. Okay. Um, <laughs> it's kind of weird, right? Okay. How many houses are there, like in Pies That Blind? I mean, like we have Lou, we have um, the side. There are actually um, dozens. Dozens. Like there are big ones, but just. Kind of think of it like a college system where, you know, there are big okay. universities like Yale and Harvard, and then there are small ones that no one really knows about. Um, it's especially okay. true, like in Singapore, how about the private houses that don't even have names, and you literally cannot, you don't know what they are unless you're invited. They are without, oh, okay. you know, they are you know, completely included and seclusive. Um, 
So there are literally dozens of, of, of houses and ties that bind. Um, the big ones, of course, like, you know, Desaad and Le- <laughs> I probably couldn't say it if my life depended on it. The one from Paris, um, it mm-hmm. it's a thing. So you have to um, – I, I left it open so that I could explore other houses if I wanted to. Because so, if I closed mm-hmm. the system, it would have limited me. And I don't like to be limited. <laughs> Sorry, that's yeah. Um, so, would you at this point? I mean, like it's the last. Well, no, you're gonna go into um, into criminal minds. Would you add another major uh-huh. house? Like, since we've seen like France, Canada, America, Singapore, and Japan, would you do something from like Africa or Australia? Um. If I was going to add another house, I think because it couldn't be a big house because um, I established the big houses already, and it would seem disingenuous to add one out of the blue and say it's huge. Okay. Um, but to open up small houses, you know, absolutely, just the you know just that just haven't come up in the conversation. I can see doing that very easily um, because, like I said, I, I left it kind of open, and there's a mysterious. Um, open in there where where you can explore other houses. Like, I haven't even talked about South America, you know. Mm-hmm. So I can imagine Argentina having a really awesome house. I just asked what it would be called. <laughs> you know? So it's like, yeah. you say big houses, and La Petite Mort is um, kind of like the everyman house, and they're all over the world. They are everywhere. They have okay. branches in all countries, in, including Canada. Um, they are um, not inclusive. I mean, you can get you can apply to train there, but you can be turned down. So there is a process with you. Know, you have to um, go through the process and you know be evaluated intellectually and physically, and you know just to make sure that you're medically sound and, and and capable of training and and there's a psychological component too so you know it's um it's a thing but i would um i would definitely be in you know like in criminal minds the focus is going to be on Desaad, and i always knew it would be because i made aaron a disciple so i knew when i made aaron one of um Desaad's trainees that it would that the focus of the Criminal Minds AU um, would totally be there, you know, and we'll see a lot more of Desaad in um, like the house and the person <laughs> in Criminal Minds because he's on, you know, they're on Earth and like I, there's just more freedom there to explore that, and you know, and you're going to meet <clears throat> Spencer's master <coughs> who also trained Rodney briefly at Desaad, mm-hmm. so. There's just more fun to be had here because it's hmm? after Evil Author Day. I'm just waiting for Gideon to get the shit knocked out of him. <laughs> See, here's the problem. I don't like Gideon. I really don't. And if people miss that, I'm, I I feel sorry for them. I, I really do. Um, I just don't like Gideon. I am I am looking forward to the Criminal Minds. I'm also looking forward to my Halo AU and um, SGA. Uh, Oh, because sometimes I get, I get tired of writing about spankings. <laughs> I was just reading a cracked list about things you don't know about professional dominatrixes and what they have to do. 
it was pretty interesting. Well, that's the problem with special you know, dom majors, isn't it? And worse, you know? they don't actually pick all their clients. I mean, right. it's really hot to think about spanking some gorgeous 25-year-old frat boy. It's not so hot thinking about spanking some middle-aged man with a hairy back. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Well, thank you for calling. Um, I have someone who's right. on the line for five minutes, so they're next. And thank you. Appreciate it. Have a good night. Yeah, bye. Hello? You're on the line with Kira. Okay, I'm, I'm the – hi, can you hear me? Yeah. Hello? Are you the one I hung up on? It was an accident. You're the one – I am the one you hung up on. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me who you are. I am, well, my name is Anna, and I'm Iodore Spike online. Ah. I'm, I'm sure, I mean, I, you know, I comment a lot, but anyway. Yeah, you do. <laughs> yeah, I do. I do. I'm obnoxious. Well, you know, I think commenting is a good thing, though, so I try to do that. But anyhow... I actually was wondering, it was something that somebody posted earlier, but I was thinking along the same lines, uh, something to ask you, and it was about um, how you decide, like, which of the stories that you might be going to work on. Like, how do you, how do you decide? Like, there's so many, because there's not a lot of WIPs out there, I mean, and... I know that you work on all of them. You say, like, on Evil Author Day that they're all in your in your... Active six files. So, mm. but I mean, you know, how do you know? How do you decide? Is it just I don't know? Does it just you get the idea for something, or do you do you make a conscious it's choice? It's a mixture of things. Mm-hmm. It's a mixture of things. Like, like with my current projects, <clears throat> if I open something up, like I, I have the goal to finish Harry Potter and the Soulmate the soulmate bond this month so that I can be free to work on my next story for April. Um, And I I really do want to finish it, but if I open it up and I bleh, I I close Mm -hmm. it because I don't want to hate it. And a a lot of times if I force myself to work on something, I will, I will literally start to hate it. I have a professional project that I, that I finished and I forced myself to write it. Um, I had to write it. It was contractual. Um, I will yeah. never sign a contract with that company again. Um, yeah. And it was, it, oh, I hated that book. I don't even want to look at it. When I when I actually got my author copies in the mail, I didn't even open the box. It's still oh, in my closet. There's a box of books in my closet yeah. I've never even opened because I hate it. Oh, my God, I hate that project so much. And I don't want to hate my fan fiction because it really is a yeah. source of, um, of comfort for me. And stress relief, yeah. and so I yeah. try to avoid. So okay, if I can't work on Harry Potter, I'll flip through all my projects and pick one out that I can work on. So sometimes, uh-huh. even though I'll write like five thousand words in a day, um, I'll write mm-hmm. five hundred words there and one thousand words there and two hundred words five. there. And, you know, and, and that's why there are so yeah. many open projects. And while I can say, as a matter oh. of fact, I did work on that uh, that sequel to. Um, the Birth of the Serpent King. I, I worked on it yesterday. I wrote 1,000 words on it. <laughs> you know, I also wrote 5,000 words for Harry Potter and, this, and, this, and Soulmate Bond. So. 
Yeah, I, I think it's awesome that you work on so many different things. And it's always a surprise, you know. I, I never know what I'm going to see next, but I'm always thrilled, whatever it is. It makes me happy. <laughs> well, thank so, you. And the other thing, I just wanted to say one quick thing, and I, I, I'm actually kind of happy. We have. I'm glad you're never going to write in Supernatural. I know you said Jensen Ackles is fan service, and using him as Matt is awesome. But I don't like Supernatural either, so that works out for me. Anyway. <laughs> I just don't, you know, like I said the last time I was on the air, the, the the Supernatural fandom ruined the show for me. I know. Um, I, I literally cannot me. watch it. I have the same problem with numbers. I don't actually. I watched the entire numbers show. I, I watched it on TV. I love numbers. I do not read the fandom. And I will never I set foot in the fandom because I don't want them ruining the show for me. Yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty creepy. It's pretty creepy. But anyhow, I have to no, be careful I, with the well, Avengers, too. Yeah? I know that Thor and Loki aren't really brothers, It was, but, but they grew up that way. They thought they right. were for hundreds of years. This is not like right. they got adopted when they were 10, okay? Right. These boys that grew up believing they were brothers, and they thought they were brothers for hundreds of years. And now right. to find out they're not. It's not okay if they fuck. Right. It is not okay. <laughs> I, I, I'm with you there. I draw the line at that. <laughs> incest is, yeah, I draw the line at incest. I'm sorry. Although, I have to say, there is one story that stands out in my memory in the uh, um, Atlantis SGA fandom that <laughs> you find out after the fact that Rodney and Yes, yes, I've read that story. I actually have it in my um on my pin board and I call it yeah. the incest fic. Yeah. Because yeah. well yeah. I really enjoyed it and I even finished it when I realized they were brothers. Yeah. I'm like, God damn you, how could you? How could you do that? <laughs> it was really hot and I thought oh, I was creeped out. That's what this other writer has a habit of doing things but you, that come out of left field. It's like, oh, my God, I can't but you know what? that. You know what I appreciate about that, Fic? Hmm. Um, there's no apology for it. Right. And there are no excuses for it. They right. know it's wrong. They keep doing it, and they don't apologize for it. And they don't make some kind of rationalized argument for it being okay. Yeah. You know, I hate yeah. that. I hate when an author yeah. spends, like, it doesn't matter what the topic is. What, what, it could be incest or underage sex or whatever, and they spend, like, half the fucking fic talking about or talking themselves and you as the reader into believing it's okay. It's not okay. Right. right. No apologies. You're right. That's, you're <laughs> Don't apologize right. for it. Just do it. And, Just get you know, out. I don't want right. to hear... Mm-hmm. I don't want to read 5,000 words of why it's perfectly okay, because it's not perfectly okay. Exactly. <laughs> own it and move on. That, right. That's all I ask. Yes. So. I, if you're going to do it, you might as well. That's right. Well, listen, it's been <laughs> lovely. I'm sure, do you have anybody waiting? No, because somebody oh, is a pussy you? and won't call in. Yeah, I don't have I any. I'm not making a list. I thought I'd get through. Really? I thought I it would be a little bit too. busier, but it could be the time, or people, you know, are afraid of me, or they're just pussies, or they don't actually want to be on the internet because that's kind of scary well, too, right? 
I, you know, Maybe. I'm just, going, I'm just I'm talking scared. to you on my phone, and I've got my computer muted because of the delay. And so I'm mm-hmm. not listening to myself. I'm just talking to you as, you know, just having a conversation. But <laughs> I, I know other people are listening to me, and I just don't really care. So I'm not worried about it. If I sound like an idiot, it, it, it's not going to affect me because unless I go back and listen to this transcript, and then I might feel bad. Oh, my God. Sounded so stupid, but oh well. No, well, let me think. There was something else that. Oh, there are always so many things. When I'm reading your stories, I always think of a million things I wish I could ask you. And of course, now I actually have you on the phone, and I can't remember anything. Oh well, but um, I, you know, <laughs> I'm a huge, huge fan. I absolutely, absolutely adore your work. And I, I don't know that I ever would have found you. I was actually on Live Journal reading my friends list. This was years ago. And uh, somebody had asked for, specifically, had asked another, just asked a friends list for someone uh, writing stories that had endearments. And they wanted to read something with endearments. And they somebody recommended um, what might have been and um, so I'm thinking, oh, this sounds interesting. <laughs> and I go over and read it, and then that was it. It was like falling off of a cliff. And I stole 15 hours of your life. I'm sorry. Yeah, I, um, yeah. I, I had one more person tell me they I stole okay. the whole week because I got quite a bit now. <laughs> oh, there's quite a bit up there to read now. <clears throat> I, you do. Oh, and I have two more callers. Oh, okay. All right. Well, thank you so much, Carrie. I really appreciate it. Love, love everything. You Have do. a good evening. You too. Bye bye. Thank you. You're Hello. I'm with Kara. Hello. 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 Who is this? Hello. Hello. This is the area code two three four. It is. Hi. I I'm I'm a pet. A pet. It's wonderful to hear from you. <laughs> Tell me who you are. Hello? 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 Hello. Hi, I'm such a big fan. <laughs> What's your username online? I'm Altera. Oh, awesome. How are you? I'm very good. I'm I'm stunned to speak with you. You uh, I have to say you've been a big, not just in fandom, but a big uh, big motivation for me in, in my life of just how you take no, no shit from anyone. I just wanted to say, say thank you for that. Oh, you're welcome. There was a time when I, I took a lot of shit from people, um, and then I, I, I realized that um, that was no way to live. That was no way for me to live because it was making me sick. I mean, it was literally making me sick. I had an ulcer, and um, I was just, you know what? And I realized that there was, I mean, outside of me actually breaking the law, what is someone going to do to me for standing up for myself? You know, and if they can't handle that and they're not going to be in my life, then fuck them. I don't want them here yeah, anyway, but- you know? And so I did Hello? Yeah. <laughs> so, so that oh, was what I did, and I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm glad to be that way. Um, it's weird. I, uh, I talk about it online because I feel like 
women especially are, you know, told to um There was this thing on Facebook about 4 months ago when it talks about um not being a whiner or not being a complainer and, you know, persevering and um not But basically what it boiled down to what it was so horrible, and what it basically what it meant to me was, you know, a real woman keeps her mouth shut, and fuck that, Ugh. you know, just just fuck that. I don't, no, <laughs> absolutely not. But <clears throat> yeah. I don't believe that that's the way a woman should be, or anybody should be. You know, you, you know, you gotta mm-hmm. own yourself, and you gotta take care of yourself. Yeah, and I'm I'm trying. You like I said, you've been a real inspiration to me in in that aspect. Well, that's awesome. I love hearing that. Um, don't go to jail. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll try my not mom's to. biggest fear for me. My biggest my mom's biggest fear for me is that literally she will have to bail me out of jail one day, and maybe she will. Who knows? Yeah. Oh. Just try to stay out. We'd that would be, be interesting, uh, mugshot. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm sure your minions would probably break you out in no time at all. It reminds me. Um, do you know who Ron White is? Uh, no. He's a comedian, and he got arrested mm-hmm. for pot in Florida. And his fans... <laughs> There's this joke he tells about being called, um, being arrested in Texas, and his alias was Tater. It's not really his alias, but he said it was. And so in Florida, he he does get arrested for bot possession, and his fans showed up with protest posters saying, free the Tater. I can just picture that happening, and it would be great. It would be great. Don't call me Tater, though. I don't want to be Tater salad. Um, So... You know, oh, yeah. my yeah, mom, sure call, my husband would be like, I don't have bail money. I, I don't, you know, but mostly it's because, really, if I go to jail for something, you might not want to bail me out because I'll just get put back in jail for whatever I did. Because if I get so messed up <laughs> that I get arrested for it, I'm going to be twice as mad coming out of prison <laughs> as I was going in. <laughs> I'll just be back in there in a minute. <laughs> I got somebody who's been on the line for five minutes waiting, so I'm going to pick them up next. Thank you for calling. I really appreciate it. All right. Well, thank you. It's been great to hear you. (laughs) Have a good evening. You too. Bye. You're on the line with Kira. Hello. Hello. Um, Michelle, I'm calling from the East Coast, so I'm going to be going to bed soon, but I'm half-time on your Lovely chat room list. Oh, I see you in the chat room. <laughs> How are you? I'm good. I'm good. And I was wondering. It's so weird, where right? Do your. I, I know it is weird. Um, <laughs> but I was wondering where where do you do your best writing? Like, do you do your best writing in the coffee shop, or do you do it at home, or does it matter? It matters. But it doesn't, and let me explain that, because I have a little OCD, and, um, it, and it's, it's actually kind of an issue. Um, I can't write in my kitchen table. No. I can write in my office at home. 
I have to have my headphones on. I have a really nice set of bows my husband bought me. It was the best present he ever bought me. Um, <laughs> they're excellent. I totally recommend Bose headphones. And if I go to like the deli, um, we have a McAllister's. Do you have one of those? No. Well, it's like a deli shop with sandwiches and stuff and tea. So if I go there, I have this table I sit at, and I can only sit at this table. It has a plug. If I can't sit there, <laughs> I won't stay. Okay? If I go to the cafe where I do spend a lot of time, and I'm very comfortable there. It's like my home from home. Um, I have a spot. It's by the fireplace. Everybody knows that's my spot. It's so much my spot that people have actually seen me come in the door and get up and leave the table so I can have it. People I don't even know. That's great. Because um, <laughs> I will not stay if I can't have that table. And at Lily Bread Company, I also have a spot I like to sit in. And if I can't sit at that table, I won't stay. So, yes, I have places that I can write and cannot write, but they differ from place to place. Like, in my house, I can only write in my office. I can read and plot in my bedroom on my bed with my big lap desk and all that, but um, when it comes to to actually writing, I have to be comfortable. And I have this OCD quirk where if I'm not comfortable, then I'm not going to be able to write. I can be like um, that at work. I remember if everything trying to sit down exactly somewhere else. where it needs to be. Yeah. Yeah, when the when the cafe went through that whole terrible period when things were bad and it was getting renovated because of the damage, <coughs> it didn't smell right. There was this horrible not smell that I wasn't smelling that I was used to smelling. I couldn't figure out what it was, and it was actually the store next door wasn't baking. There was a bakery next door, and their um, their elect- their electrics had been messed up in the storm, so they they didn't have stoves, so they weren't baking. And it changed the environment in the cafe, and I couldn't stay. It freaked me out. But I'm also that person, if I go into the grocery store and they've rearranged all the shit, I will leave. Oh, I hate that. <laughs> I hate it. I hate it. I, 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 go, I go to the grocery store that's actually slightly more expensive because they never change their shelves. <laughs> I like I to prefer just go public. in and come out. I hate it when my buggy doesn't work right or cart, depending on where you're from. That thing you push around the grocery store with the wheels on it, I call it a buggy. With the wheels that never work right? (laughs) (laughs) If the wheels don't work, I'll I'll take it back to the front of the store, empty all my shit into a new one and try again. Because I just can't. I just can't. Um, And I hate it when they move stuff around. It it makes me so mad. So I I do have some, some, some little quirks there. Yeah. So and and that transfers into all my various areas in, including the writing. So That's well, a little excellent. weird. Well, right? I hope you guys <laughs> No, you know, honestly, I have the same thing about work, you know, and I'm super organized at work. Like everything has its place and if I get inundated with problems and the paperwork starts piling up, like I literally have to stop everything and reorganize myself before I can focus. I understand. I do. I, I totally understand. It, it makes me furious if my shit gets rearranged. But I've always yeah. been that way, apparently, ever since I was a kid. <laughs> and you know what? That's not a bad thing. It's just a you thing. Hi, Azura's dad. In the chat room. <laughs> well, I'm going to let you go and hopefully maybe get some sleep. So that I can have a good evening. Sleep well. 
Thank you. You too. And <laughs> I'm so glad you do the blog now. It's a ton of fun. Thank you for calling. <laughs> Bye. Okay. You're on the air with Kira. Hello. Me? Area code. Hey, how are you? Good, how are you? This is I'm good, Mariah. who is this? <laughs> it's my unicorn. How's my it unicorn? Is. Hi, Mama. <laughs> For those of you who don't know, um, I adopted Mariah on Facebook because she's half unicorn and I always wanted one. So now I got one. What's you up to? Studying for a midterm tomorrow that I found out about today. Um, really? You found about out yeah. today? If it's, yeah. But it's a midterm. How can it be a surprise? Because the <laughs> teacher is like three days older than God, and so her shit is never <laughs> on point. And she didn't know when the midterm was going to be. So. Oh wow. That's and lovely. Sun like, is in the yeah. chat room talking about you. Shout out to my twins. Um, yeah, the funny thing was, I went to Bilo to get, like, cheese for my soup, and the cashier is in my class with this woman, and she was the one that told me about it at, like, 7 o'clock. I was like, oh, huh. <laughs> yeah. And now you have to study for term. it. That sucks, dude. I'm sorry. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's horrible. That's my Shakespeare midterm. Shakespeare, because, Shakespeare. you know, really the only good that come out of Shakespeare was the Klingons quote it. Yeah. I can see how this was. Like, the only Shakespeare play I really like is Macbeth. And that's because Lady Macbeth is a badass. Hmm. I like Much Ado About Nothing. Othello's depressing as fuck. Titus um, and Ronicus. Romeo and Juliet, the less about that, the better. Uh, King Lear. Oh, my God. King Lear is so boring. Really? Awful. A solo <laughs> makes me mad. so boring. A solo <laughs> it's really infuriating, right? Like, yeah, it's just... It's, it's, it's goddamn so much man What the fuck proof is that? Like, uh, it's just... Uh, there's there's too much butt hurt in Othello, okay? <laughs> that, 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 that's what it boils down to. <laughs> I still say the whole thing was, <laughs> came about because a fellow dick was small. Like, he has small dick. <laughs> I think it. many, many uh, conflict has been caused by a tiny penis. Oh, yeah. It's like... That and religion. Yeah. It's like Jake um, <laughs> when he first started going... Not, not that Jake has a small penis, but when he first started going to Francis Marion with me, he had a history class with this guy named Kaufman. Kaufman is like 5'7", bald as anything, and is like jacked up because he's always in the gym. And he hated Jacob, hated him. And we couldn't figure out why. And I was finally like, Jacob, you're everything he's not. You have hair, you're six foot three. you have a big dick. I mean, that's it. And I'm like, <laughs> and I kept saying that the whole time he had a class. It got to the point where Jacob could look. He said, "Look, dude, I'm, I'm sorry, my dick's bigger than yours. Yeah. <laughs> Not really. Not sorry. I'm like, go get a pump. <laughs> just deal with it. Like, <clears throat> craziness. 
I have a person mm-hmm. who's been on the line for 10 minutes on hold, so they're next. But I want to thank you for calling me. I appreciate it. Did you have any questions? I want to thank you for picking up. <laughs> and for adopting me no two years ago now. Oh, well, you know, adoption. You're my only Facebook kid. Yay. My only one. The minion yeah. tree is a little outrageous, though. Have you seen it lately? It's a little crazy. <laughs> I've seen the minion tree. It's like, <laughs> you know how usually the line is, the tree doesn't fork? Now this shit yeah. too much. <laughs> this shit. Yeah, there's, a little bit too, there's, there's too much forking. <laughs> it's a little crazy. But uh, like crazy. I said, thank you for calling. I really appreciate it. You have to call me again. All right. I will. Okay. All right. Bye, Mama. Bye. You're on the air with Kira, and you have the patience of a saint. I'm sorry you had to wait so long. That was like 11 minutes. Oh, that's okay. Hello. Hello. <laughs> I've done worse. It's Nicole, sometimes graphic. How are you? I'm good, sweetheart. How are you? How are you? <laughs> I, I am just... very awake. You are. Yeah, I've had like three liters of Diet Coke today. I, I That's bought, a lot of Diet Coke. <laughs> I know. I bought a soda machine. It might have been a mistake. I bought a soda machine. You know, one of those soda machines you can make your own. It uh-huh. might have been a mistake. Yeah. It's, it's just too easy, right? <laughs> yeah. It's like, you know, you can make your own. Uh, your, and the carbonation um, is crazy. Is it super fizzy? You can I, make it super busy, like. <coughs> I um I didn't uh, get one because I didn't think I could stop my husband from just making soda all the time. Because he's a big, well, you big can soda buy guy. different things, so it doesn't have to be soda all the time. Yeah, and it's cheaper than buying soda all the time. I will say. Yeah, I refuse. Um, actually, our big score this year was I found a discount for um. Starbucks gift cards for him for Christmas. And we've saved so much money on it. <laughs> but just by keeping him out of the checking <laughs> account, because he works in an airport and that's what they have there. So, you know, ah. it, it's very exciting. It's been four months. I'm so excited about it. You can tell that life is not thrilling in the suburbs. <laughs> but it's just, this is very but, strange. But I, I wanted to call you because I love, love, love your writing, and I read it all the time. And your journal, you. your your fiction, all of it is fantastic, and I just dig it. I dig the hell out of it. So. Well, I appreciate that. I appreciate <laughs> someone digging me. That's great. I do. I do. I'm, and, I'm glad I and, did it for you. <laughs> well, thank you. No, it's awesome. And um, I love the attitude and the thing with the dogs and the neighborhood ladies, and, you know, I just think it's oh, terrific. So. <laughs> but, you, yeah, your page is always open on my phone. I, I downloaded it. Some of your thing, I downloaded um, Emotional Clockwork and some other stuff for a, a long haul flight to Australia this year. I mean, you're you're. I'm carrying you around with me in my very boring life. So thank you for keeping me company. Well, I make your life less boring. You do. You got me in your pocket. That means your I life's do. not boring. I assure you. I, and I've got yeah. I've got a pocket I'm full of badass pocket. bitch right there. So that's right. That's exactly that's, right. I got a little swagger there. I did it. <laughs> It's fun. Yeah, it, feel free fun. to whip it out at any time. <laughs> <laughs> just, 
Uh, so perfect. <laughs> a really dirty picture in my mind. <laughs> yeah, well, that's, that's probably normal for you. <laughs> did you? But, uh, um, all of you girls are. Did are you have inspiring. enough reading material for the whole trip? God, no. That's it's it's oh, terrible. It was a long trip, wasn't it? <laughs> it's sixteen hours from Dallas, and I don't live in Dallas. I live in Florida, so it was it was a really long haul flight. Um. But I I had a bunch of your stuff and I had, you know, Kindle stuff. I had novels. I I was all right. I didn't sleep on the way back. That was good. much worse. But it was it was good. Oh, <laughs> it worked out. The Australia longest flight awesome. ever taken was two hours, and I slept forty five minutes of it. Um, I could sleep anywhere. I've done two two big long hauls like that. I did Australia and we went to South Africa a couple years ago. It was the same thing. But that was with the kids, and I have to say that. They were fine, and by the end of the flight, I was ready to lay down in the aisle and have a tantrum and kick my feet, but the kids were fine. <laughs> well, that's good. <laughs> it's, it's all in the perspective. They had video games and movies in the seats, you know. I can't watch the little that's movie hilarious. screen for that long. It makes me sick. So, yeah, it was it was awesome. But uh, the scars aren't that deep. It's, they fade over time. <laughs> Somebody asked me if I would go back to Oz, and it wasn't Cinna because she's horrified at the very thought. And um, and well, I said that I would go in back. Australia that will kill you. Ten of the top. Ten of there the, are lots of things. There are lot many things. Ten of the top ten most poisonous snakes are there. We discussed this the other night. All and the things. We, not we all the things. The other night. We did. Trees in explode the... there. That's just not good. <laughs> when your trees <laughs> will try to kill you, it's a problem. <laughs> I didn't see any trees exploding. I I saw good-looking men running on the beach, and I saw oh something. You guys would appreciate this. I I did a snorkel on the Great Barrier Reef, and they put me in a suit, uh, you know, a, a wetsuit ish, short sleeve. Mm-hmm. Did it have armor? Um, because you know. And no, there was nothing, right? <laughs> well, I think that was part of the point. It was armor ish, you know. So I'm I'm snorkeling mm-hmm. around, and I. I I get back to the boat and we're going back to the you know we we get back to the hotel I'm traveling with my my oldest friend this girl I've known for 30 years and I take a shower and I'm like what in the hell is that and the poor girl had to look for me a jellyfish had stung me on the ass in a way that looks like <laughs> I had been slapped by an alien with big long fingers. <laughs> That's fucking hilarious. Oh, that, but I couldn't see God. if she had to take a picture for me. See, so if you're going to go to a place um, where everything, where all the things are trying to kill you, you should go with someone you trust enough to take a picture of your ass. <laughs> this, is, this is very true. Oh, my God. That is so fucking funny. Oh, is bless that funny? your heart. Bless your ass. That's good. That's great. <laughs> And, of course, she didn't the get time she got me. slapped on the ass by an alien. The alien that, ass slap. See, now I'm famous. <laughs> that, that, that is part of the minion lexicon from this one. <laughs> yes, it really the is. alien ass slap. It's right up it, there it, with the magical mystery butt sex tour. Um, <laughs> that's hilarious. Oh, my God. Um, I got somebody who's been on the line 10 minutes and 40 seconds, and they're next on the list. I want to thank oh, you for okay. calling. I, I really I, appreciate it. Like I said, I really just called to gush at you. So it's, it was lovely to talk to you. Ladies, I will see you around. I'm either Nicole Goldstein or Grafnik, depending on how I log in. And sometimes, just so you know, on WordPress, I'm CPR trainer. 
Awesome. I, I have many things going on. Evening. Sorry about that. Anyway, thank you very much. <laughs> have a good night. Thanks. Good night. Let's see. <clears throat> Our next caller really needs no introduction. Um, I can see who it is, but I think she's calling with Skype. Is this what? my Cinnaminion? Maybe. Hello? Can you hear me? <laughs> Hello? Can you hear me? Hello? Yes, I can, Cinna. Woo, I'm on the air. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I, I Are you shaking your I, ass right now? No. How's that working I'm out? I'm sitting down. It's not working. Oh. I'm not shaking my ass. I'm sitting down. I'm lazy. No. Well, I don't actually see a picture or anything, so it's okay. Oh, I wouldn't have cared. I'm pretty <laughs> sure there's a giant coffee cup covering my face on my Skype picture. Hi, Mom. <laughs> I'm not chair dancing. I'm sitting in my bed. Fuck you, Tim. <laughs> Just bring out the F word for her first minute on the air. It's my golden life. Just bring it out. Just Spread bring it out. Word. Do you have any questions, or you just did you just want to say hi? Do you have any questions? Well, you did call me out and call me a pussy, so I kind of figured I had to come on. Today. Well, you know, you know, because <laughs> you said you would. You, you volunteered for tribute, and then you didn't. You weren't on I the list. I do. I do have actually one question. Um, okay. So when you put the chat widget on the site, were you expecting it to come into what it's been? No. In fact, <laughs> that wasn't even the first chat widget I had. I had a whole bunch of different ones that no one ever used. <laughs> Hold on. She's dying. Wait just a moment. Okay. I'm sorry. Um, I had a whole bunch okay. of different chat things um, coming in before it, and no one really used them. And I don't know why I installed Skyza. I wanted to – oh, I know what I wanted it for. Somebody had been a sorry motherfucker in the comments, and I wanted a way to do a pop-up, a pop-up announcement, and Skyza had that ability. So I installed the Skyza bar and set it up so I could bitch at someone every time they came to my site. It's always the This thing popped up and told them that I thought they were a fucking asshole. And that was the whole point behind the Skyza. And it had a chat function. I just turned it on because I, because there had been a chat room on my site for like six months and no one had bothered to use it. <laughs> and then one night I looked down in there and there were like 50 people in the fucking chat room. And I'm like, what are they doing in there? So I go in there and I, there we are. And, and that's what it was. Oh, the penises. That's what it was. <laughs> I can't even explain it. That's just... <laughs> and so, no, the the chat room wasn't... Um, I, I don't know what I expected out of it. Nothing, really. And I was really surprised um, at the community that developed. But it's cool. It's it's very cool. <laughs> and pornographic. It's That's very true. pornographic. Okay. <laughs> um. So, when are we doing a minion dungeon? I'm only here for another year, and we did vote that it was going to be. Where, in you, Vegas. Going, where are you going? We don't know yet. We're not. We don't know. We're not going to find out until around maybe December if we're going overseas. If we're not going overseas, we'll wow. probably be. Yeah. If we're not going overseas, I won't know until like February. But if you're going overseas, you'll know sooner. 
Yeah. Cause, well, because uh, it takes longer to get your household goods shipped overseas. Mm. And then it takes them longer to give so them. So they'll give you shit. more time? Yeah, they're supposed to. Oh, fabulous. To. So you'll be over there and have an empty house. Yes, exactly. Nibbler won't be happy. <laughs> you and your dog. <laughs> My dog is an asshole. Now, is there, there isn't any chance they would send him somewhere you can't go, right? Um, the, it's a really small chance, but he would have to volunteer for it. Because, like, oh, his okay. crew is one of those where he could pretty much go to any base anywhere. It's in high demand. So, I mean, if he wanted to, he could go to the base in Korea that I can't go to, but he's not going to do that. He doesn't want anywhere near Korea. Okay. I was just curious. I, mean, I don't know how that works. By the time my mom married my dad, he was um, in the reserves in the Army. So um, while he was technically in the Army, he only did maneuvers on weekends, and then, you know, he did like a, a three- or four-week stint in the summers. And yeah. so I never lived on a base. You know, so I didn't have any real I – mean, there was an Army base near me, but there was never any – I didn't have any interaction with that whole process. So, To be curious. totally honest with you, living on a base really isn't that great. Uh, the first base we were at, uh, we were in one house for like six months, and there was absolutely no insulation between our neighbors and us, and it was in a duplex. Mm. And they had three kids, mm. and their kids mm. never slept, ever, fucking ever. You're making me itch. Well, I'm thinking about I it. I never. I'm just itching. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> I had a I friend who her husband murdered. joined the army. Oh yeah. I had a friend whose husband joined the army, and she actually, her neighbor actually reported her because her dog had shit in the front yard of her own house. And apparently, Seriously? that was against the rules for you to leave it out there. Wow. She didn't pick it up. Yeah, her neighbor. I'm like, you need new neighbors. That's ridiculous. Um, <coughs> yeah, like, that, see, and the, the other thing that's really irritating when you live on an air base is that the jets, if, if they have a fighter wing there, the jets are almost always doing maneuvers, and they will do them all the uh, fucking time. Like, when we were at Holloman, there were... There were, like, probably three nights every week where they would do maneuvers at, like, 2 in the morning. So jets at 2 in the morning is not fun. <laughs> we have an airport near our house, and we also have that military base, and so they do helicopters. And I'm pretty sure one of those big ones with the dual, what what you call it, with the two blades, the two to the flying bus thing, on the side. Chinook. The huge the only one. Thing the I'm picturing is an Osprey. And I don't think Yes, that's what it was. Oh, was it? There was an Osprey over our house earlier today. You should have oh, seen my dog. He was like, I don't know whether he wanted to bark or go hide in his house. Because <laughs> it wasn't like what he was used to seeing. Because you know, he's used to seeing the traffic copter or the med flight, which is a small one. And this was yeah. not small. <laughs> it looked really big. And it was not very low in the sky, but it was low enough um, that you could see the details of it. And I'm like, and the dog's looking at like, <laughs> Cisco was not pleased. It was entirely too close to our general vicinity. Yeah, Nibbler, uh, the first time she heard a jet fly over, went and hid under the bed and would not come out for like three hours. She was like, fuck this, I'm out. 
that's hilarious. Dogs, you know. But then, you know, he'll sit out there and howl for a half hour when it comes to sirens and stuff. Oh, if, if the UPS guy comes within, like, two feet of our gate, she's like, I will eat you. This giant burly man is terrified of a tiny little dog that's probably <laughs> about the size of a cat. I mean, I've let her outside when he's when he can see her, too. So he knows that she's tiny, but he's terrified of my dog. That's hilarious. That's hilarious. I went to get a computer part fixed, and um, they had a poodle in there, a little, tiny little poodle. That thing might have weighed four pounds. Um, and she loved me. And I, the first time I went in, I, I dropped something off, and I went to go pick it up. And um, she was there, and I, I picked her up and petted her for a little bit, and I paid my bill and took my stuff and got ready to go. I got all the way out of the parking lot. I opened up my car. I sit down in it, and all of a sudden I have a lap full of poodles. She followed me out. Oh, my God. I'm like, dude, really? So I bring her back into the store, and I'm like, I did not try to steal your dog. <laughs> that lady busted out laughing. And apparently, she tries to go on with customers all the time. Well, she just smelled and horrible. And knew that she wanted to be his minion. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Anyways, I have a bunch of people on hold. Thank you very much for calling. I really appreciate you using Skype so I can see how it looked. I appreciate <laughs> it. It actually worked pretty well. No yeah, problem. it does. That means I can get international callers. Woo! Maybe. Steve La Canada, Tim. Steve La Canada. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I called you out. Well, he's a harlot, so, you know. That's true. That is very true. True. Skype's free, dude. Thank you for calling. <laughs> no problem. Have a good one. Night. Bye. <laughs> okay. I got two callers that have been on the line 20 minutes apiece. I'm going to pick one. Uh, there we go. You're on the air, Sorka. Hi, how you doing? Hello. Hello. I'm fine. How are you? I'm good. <laughs> Long time no chat. My uh, basically <laughs> What's my up? Life, not much. My life kind of exploded over the summer, so I've had been like not online all that much. Well, that's Doesn't not that good. suck. I've been not online doing social stuff. I've been doing other things. And, you know. Work so, sucks. Yeah, work sucks. But um, I actually wanted to say thank you so much for uh, the soul bond, uh, soulmate bond because I finally found a fic that my sister will read <laughs> of yours. <laughs> you are monitoring her on my site, right? So she's not going on the magical butt sex tour? No. No, I, I told her which which fixer are hit, which fixer are slash. So, because I've been founding <laughs> the virtues of your writing ability. And I'm like, I wish you would read some of this because it's fantastic. And she's like, I don't read Flash. I'm like, oh, fine. And um, <laughs> but, but she really, really you know, is enjoying it. So. I actually have a few readers who didn't read Slash, and they actually came to my site to read that Dark Places one I used to do that was that was mostly yeah. head. It was Ronan Keller. Yeah. And I kind of, like, um, um, manipulated them into reading Slash because I was I, I stopped posting on that show, that story and started posting on what might have been, and they didn't have anything else to read, so they started reading it, and then it, I, I was their gateway. I was their gay sex gateway. <laughs> so maybe I'll be your sister's butt sex gateway. You don't know. I mean, maybe she's secretly reading it. it it's possible. I, I, 
in all the years we've been reading fan fiction, she's never ventured. Other than, I think, a couple of three-way ways <laughs> back in Highlander fic, when it was, when we, when we were big into Highlander, and that was, um, that was, uh, God, I think it was, uh, I can't remember now, but it was eons ago. And there were, there were some, there were some, uh, three ways with, uh, um, Duncan, Mythos, and what's her name? The female, uh, what's her name? I don't remember her, I don't remember her name either. I can never remember her name now. Drives me crazy. Um, I know who you mean though. She had the dark hair, right? The short dark yeah. hair. Mm-hmm. Uh, Amanda. Amanda. For half uh, we're being told in the chat room that her name was Amanda. Amanda, yes, 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 Amanda. <sighs> okay. Yes, yeah, that's I, what chat rooms are good for. <laughs> yeah, I got um, I got I got seriously into uh, checking out this one guy's one guy's uh, site lately. It was um, he does reviews of television shows and books and stuff. And mm-hmm. his, um, his, his, his name is Mark. He used to be on BuzzFeed. He's an amazing guy, actually. I love BuzzFeed. But he, um, he videotapes himself watching shows. And he videotapes <laughs> his reactions. And he's hysterical because he's like, right now he's actually doing Veronica Mars... West Wing and Supernatural, and his his reactions are just it, Supernatural because it's a level of disgusting. Sometimes he'll like grab a pillow and cover his face, and it's just oh my god! But he goes. There should have always... been a. Go ahead. He goes into all the shows that he sees, that he reviews, dead cold. He has no clue what he's getting into. Oh, that's hilarious. It is. It really is hilarious. But, you know, Netflix is so weird now. I mean, you go over to Netflix now, and I was telling my husband, because he was actually bitching, because 2001 was on demand on DirecTV as a rental. You could rent it, and it's 2001, right? And (laughs) he's like, why the fuck do they have that on on demand to rent? It's 2001. It's been out for decades. And I'm like, because you can't go to the video store and get it. No, you really like, can't. what? I said, honey, there is not a video store in our area. And if it's not in the red box, you can't rent it unless it's on Netflix and then you have to get the disc and you wait three weeks or whatever, you know, because you've got this big, long list of things. And by the time you get ready to watch it or it comes in the mail, you're no longer interested in watching it, right? And right. he was like, there are no video stores. And I'm like, well, there's the red box, but they only have new releases in the red box. Right. There is no video store. We, we don't have a blockbuster mm-hmm. or anything like that. So you Netflix also, is like this big video store now. Yeah, you, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, you can always go to your local library though, because the libraries where I true, live true enough here in Jersey are fantastic with their um, with their video selections. They've been really, really amazing about that. That's how I I'm watching The Walking Dead. <laughs> oh God! There was right. a episode of Shield recently called Tahiti. I watch Agents of Shield, yeah. and yeah. I should have filmed myself watching this episode because at the very last minute, and you know what? If you, if you guys have watched this episode, you know yeah. what Colton finds. 
Um, My hands flew to the top of my head, and I went, oh, my fucking God. I woke my husband up. It was like 2 o'clock in the morning. (laughs) I said it so loud, and my hands were on my head. If I had been filming that and put that on the Internet, it would have been like... Horrible. Yes. Oh, my God. I'm, yes. I'm embarrassed just thinking about it because that was the last thing I expected. I mean, I thought, okay, it could be we could have a clone Coulson. I thought it could be his dead body. I thought we were going to see yep. Coulson's body in there. And, oh, or um, we, we were going to find out that Coulson was actually in a coma and that was his life model decoy that walking around. Yeah. yeah. But what we, what, what, what we did see, and I won't spoil it for anybody who hasn't watched it, was – Mind blowing! I went, oh, I mean, I was like, I was, yeah. So the next morning, my husband watched it before I did, and he mm-hmm. goes to bed, and I'm watching it. So he, gets, <coughs> I'm sorry, he gets up and he's cooking breakfast, and I come down, and he was like, "Did you see that shit?" And I'm like, "I saw that shit." He's like, "I don't even know, <coughs> I don't even know." And so we were trying to figure out what it was. We had this big list of things that it could be. Mm. I was wrong. As of tonight's episode, I've been. My theory is no longer accurate. Oh, Senna, but that's okay. Man drives me crazy. (laughs) We don't discuss the evilness. No, no evilness. Although, although I will say, being a huge fan of of Supernatural as a show, not the fandom makes me crazy, but as as a show (laughs) in general. Um, Eric Kripke was probably the most evil, consistent writer I've had to deal with <laughs> watching a show. <laughs> Holy crap! He just, he just, <laughs> you, you think you know where it's going, and it's true. Next thing you know, Sam's in hell. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't actually watch the show, but I do know some of the major plot points because you can't, yeah. when, you, when you're in fandom, you get exposed to these things whether you mm-hmm. want to be or not. Like, I currently know that Styles is possessed by a demon. I don't even watch Teen Wolf. Yeah. But well, I know this, and I'm like, okay, this is what I know. Apparently, he's got a romance going on with Lydia. I, I don't even know who Lydia no. is. No. Um, <laughs> Yeah, that's not actually happening. But um, <laughs> he, he was—is <laughs> is that denial or is that for real? <laughs> it's, it's, there is no romance between her, between Lydia and Styles. Although Styles did, in fact, hold, have a crush on her since like third grade. So, and he loves her dearly, both as a friend as in, as in a potential if she ever saw him that way. But he knows better. Uh. Okay. At this point. Alrighty. See, but there I are, don't there actually know anything about things, the show. There are problematic things going on in Team Wolf that I just want to leave through the screen and kill Jeff Davis. I watched the first half hour of the first episode and turned it off because Scott is an asshole. Yes, he is. And I don't like him. He really, really is. Especially in season one. I don't like him. I'm not, I'm not going to watch it. Um, no. I'm just He's not. a dumbass. Oh, did you have any questions? Um, no, at this point, no. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I got somebody who just crossed the 30-minute line waiting, so I want to okay. answer their call because they've been so good about waiting. <laughs> right. Thanks for talking but Thank you very much for calling. I appreciate it. Have a good evening. You too. Hello? You win the award for the most patient caller. 
You're, you've been so patient. I turned off the blog on my computer because it wasn't loud enough, so I, it was easy to wait. The phone was much How long have you been? Um, um, what do you mean it was not, not loud enough? I couldn't get my computer volume up to hear everything clearly. Oh, okay. So, I, okay. so who is this? This is Inkwave. How I are you? I became a non-lurking minion about a year ago or so. So I, think, <laughs> I feel like I have a I lot should, of lurkers. A lot. I feel like I should be considered <laughs> a newbie, even though I've been reading for a long time. It's but a I baby hate. minion. <laughs> I, I spread the love. I introduce many people t- to you by name. <laughs> I, even, well, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. I even got my mother to read some. And I Really? Your mom read my butt it. sex? Well, she, <laughs> she went on the, the mystery writing. magical butt sex tour. Wow. <clears throat> a magic, what do I call it? The magic mystery... I forget what I called it, but so your mom likes it. That's really cool. Because you know, I actually have a lot of fans over the age of say fifty or sixty, so it's not really a surprise. You know, I mean, I think my oldest reader is like eighty something. Wow, she's all up I, in the butt sex. I mean, just boom. <laughs> the fact that she and I could talk about sci-fi and fantasy together, and then fan fiction was. Something that really kept us very close and still does. Well, that's awesome. That, that, that's awesome. My mom and I um, spend most of our time talking about uh, purses and people, <laughs> most of the people that we're related to. Um, you know, because i got a family full of assholes, and so mom needs somebody to vent on, and that usually ends up being me, you know. Indeed. Well, and nails. Thought, yes, we talk about nails. Oh, I saw your nail playlist on YouTube. I was very <laughs> That's some cool stuff, out isn't it? <laughs> I can do some of those things. I learned to do them. Um I did, I did the minion nails. I did um I did mini mouse nails on my niece. I should I should I take pictures of that stuff cuz they ruined it after a half hour little bitches. Um <laughs> I don't mean so that. <laughs> I kind of mean it, because it was a lot of work, and they fucked it up. Uh, let's see what else I can do. I did that um, that patchwork nail where um, you had the little grid, and you painted each one a, little, a, a, a different color. I did that mm-hmm. one. It took, like, it took a stupid amount of time. I'm not, I'm not going to lie. So. <clears throat> so I had a writing question. Stupid cough is stupid. Okay. Hit me with it. How did... You hook up with your beta or with Lady Holder? Because with Lady Holder, um, here's my here's my experiences with beta. I had a um, I <laughs> used to post with no beta whatsoever, and people were bitching about my typos. And you need a beta. You need a beta. I didn't even know what a fucking beta was. Like I said, <laughs> because I hadn't been in fandom very long. And I'm like, I don't even know what a fucking beta is. What are you talking about? And so someone tells me what a fucking beta is. And I'm like, well, I guess I need a fucking beta. So I went around, and I was actually, I had just finished The Awakening, my Sentinel story. <laughs> and I posted in a Sentinel Yahoo group about wanting a beta. 
Um, I got a couple of volunteers, um, three or four volunteers actually, and I just posted a summary of my story and said I'm you know I'm, I'm new to the fandom, I'm, um, so I could use some some help. Um, and the problem became that one of the betas passed my work around to all of her friends. Oh God! Without my permission. Oh yes, and she can. And she told me this like it was no big deal, and I never said anything to her. But I was extremely upset by that. It was really irritating. I was so, so mad, and so I was like, "Fuck it! I'm not going to email betas. Fuck you! If you don't like to read it with the typos, you just fuck you. Don't read it. I wasn't going to have a beta." And then I don't know. I don't actually know if she volunteered to beta for me or if I asked her to beta for me. Um, Chris King and Lady Holder are my betas. Uh, I might have asked I feel like Chris, it might help that you she have might two. have volunteered. It, it does help because they give me um, different. Um, they give me different things. I, I should say that. What happens is normally, like we have this process now, pretty down, down, pretty pat. Is that I'll send the file to both of them. Chris will read through it first, and she'll do all of her things, and do and we do comments in Microsoft Word, you know, and she'll do track changes mm-hmm. so she can track all the changes that she does, and so that I can see it, and then she uh, sends it to Lady Holder who does her thing on it, and it's all the same file, and then the file comes back to me with all of their beta on it, all at once. And I go through, and depending on what what we're going to do with the story and if it's going to be more than one round of beta, um, I go through all the changes and I add stuff. And if I add a whole lot to it, um, it goes back into the beta process so they can look at it again and say, okay, this did this work for you because that didn't work for you earlier? You know, and so it becomes like this cooperative um, situation, which was especially evident in, Lant- in Lantean Legacy when we did the first book, no, no Enemy Within. I actually have four books written in that series, but I only have one published because it became an issue during beta, and I don't know what I want to do. There, there's a whole big section of Lantean Legacy, Lantean Legacy missing in what I've written, and I don't know if I want to actually write that book or just skip ahead and not write that book, and so it became an issue, which is why the, why the other books haven't been published yet. But the first book in that series actually spent like six months in beta because I sent it to Chris, and she sent it back to me, and I sent it to Lady Holder, and then she sent it back to me, and then I rewrote the whole fucking thing and sent it back to both of them. <laughs> <laughs> so it was like over and over and over again, and there was so much. We actually spent like... 50 or 60 hours total editing separately, individually, on that um, thing. It's like 180-something hours of editing on that file. Was, was that because us. And then it t- ended up only being 50,000 words. Was that because you were trying something kind of off-ball from the series or just because you didn't know exactly where you wanted to go? Well, what happened was... I. I, I wrote the first one, the first one, and it was like 25,000 words, um, uh, maybe, uh, maybe a little bit more, maybe a little bit less, I, I could go look, and it was a, uh, I sent it to Chris and Lady Holder, and they had questions, there were so many questions, and I, I joked about it, but I think she, Chris literally asked me like over 200 questions. I mean, because she was so interested in this whole AI thing that I didn't explore. And I was like, fuck, no. I'd actually written the other two books already. So there were like three books written 
when I first when I, when I put the first one in beta, and um, she's you know and then she originally. Yeah, I mean, there was a doubling because I started answering these questions and filling in these scenes, and there, there was no sex, and <laughs> Chris is a big one. If there's no sex, she's going to point it out to you. You need to put some sex here, and some sex here would be nice. And you know what would be great here? A blowjob. <laughs> she's the only reason there is sex in that book, because I, there was no sex originally in that book. And um, <clears throat> so originally, you didn't even meet, Allie's children in the first book. They were they were in the second book, and they were not in the first book. And um, I I'm had to rewrite the them for the second book. Yeah, they were. They they are now, but 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 they weren't originally. And it, so <coughs> so when you give a beta that kind of um, influence in in your um, in your mind palace, so to speak, you you <laughs> have to trust them. You know, does that make sense? Because they can, yeah. you know, it it would actually be very easy for Lady Holder or Chris to lead me down a path that I probably shouldn't go, but I trust them not to. That happened to you me know? with a writing professor in college, and it made me completely hate the story. And it was yeah, I mean, really because you idea. you trust their advice, and um, you know, like if, if I say. If I send them something, I said, does this sound stupid? And if they tell me it sounds stupid, I'm going to go back and rewrite it. So when you do that, you you have to trust that person you're asking. You know, does this this work? Does this dialogue work? Does this plot work? Um, It was more fundamental for that. Does this character work here? One of the biggest issues... Go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. Because I was trying to write the story in a fantasy genre, and he was such a strictly Mm -hmm. normal fiction person, and he's like, having it be fantasy takes away from the story, and blah, 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 and managed to talk me into making it normal. And I still kind of incorporated what I was trying to do, but it, like, completely got pushed aside. So, sorry, continue. When you do that, when, when you sacrifice your original idea for somebody else's idea, it, um... It's a corruption, and um, I. One of the reasons why I really enjoy fan fiction is that I don't have to allow that corruption. In my professional work, when I'm being paid to to write something for somebody else, I I have to incorporate the elements that, that they want. Like if a publisher wants me to write um, a werewolf shifter, and the werewolf has to be the man, and the, there's going to be a woman, and you know those those are elements that, that they require to publish. I oh. have no choice. And so any idea that I might have, if it takes away from the plot that I originally um, put forth, I have to discuss it with my editor. Uh, (laughs) I did have one book, and I really wanted to write suspense, and I was tired of writing what I was writing, so I killed two people (laughs) in the middle of this contemporary romance. And my editor was like, what's this? And I'm like, it's a little body, don't worry about it. Don't, don't pay attention to the man behind the curtain. It's okay. It was like I couldn't help myself. I, somebody had to die, okay? Somebody was dying in that book, and it was either going to be that person or the hero because I was so fucking fed up with writing what I was writing. So <clears throat> there's a corruption in um, writing for pay where you have to accept other ideas 
um, as your own, and you have to work through them and, and do them. And it's not always um, being published is a privilege, and I'm really proud of it. Um, but it's also a job, and sometimes work sucks. I'm not sure if this is too personal a question about your writing for you to want to answer it, but have you ever okay. wanted to write a long series with consistently the same characters, or have you um, not wanted I did. to do that? I I wanted to do that. Um, I pitched the idea. Um, uh, it was actually the first time I ever got rejected. Uh, it was very painful. Oh my God, I was so upset. Um, and it was it was very. I don't know. I, I this is what I wanted to do, and I didn't get to do it. And it it, it kind of soured me on that whole idea. And so I I've, I've I've never gone back to it because. Uh, you know, it's it's one thing to have your idea and you play with it privately, but what, when you share your idea with somebody else and they say no, that kind of sucks. It it ruins it because in the back of your mind you're thinking to yourself, this this sucks, I and mean, so I'm wasting my time. You know, in, indeed. Have you ever kind of been pushed away by the fact that your publisher wants you to write more of the mainstream? Uh, whatever's mainstream at the time? Um, I I contract with um, different publishers. Uh, and oh. I, what I do is I submit my ideas in the form of a synopsis. And um, and sometimes it's just a summary depending on the publisher because some publishers, I work with them long enough and say, okay, I want to do this, and it's going to be this, this, and this. And they'll be like, hell yeah, and you know, just, just, send me, just send it to me when you're done. Or, you know, I have to do a full formal synopsis where I have to outline every fucking chapter that's going to be in the goddamn book. And then I have, <laughs> I can't even do, I can't, when you, when you do that, you're stuck. You're stuck, right? Because you can't change it after you do that because they have this fucking guideline that you, that you gave them. Um, but the only time that I, I get stuck as a writer is if I accidentally or – because, you know, you get enticed. Because you say, okay, here's my book. It's finished. And you pass it around, and people get interested in it, and you get some offers. And sometimes there's a bidding conference you know, where different publishers offer your agent different amounts of money. Okay, I'll, I'll give this for it, or I'll give this for it. And it becomes an auction situation, which is really cool. But <clears throat> the downside is, is that when you auction – a book. You're not just auctioning a book. It's usually auctioning plus two. So I found myself in a situation where I was contracted to write two more books. And I'm like, I'm not sure I want to do that. Here's 10,000. Really? Here's $15,000. Yes. (laughs) And you take the check. You take the check, right? Because you can't not take the check. It's fifteen thousand dollars in your hand, in your hot little hand. And they send it FedEx, and there's a big fifteen thousand dollar check sitting in front of you. And you're like, "Yes, all right, three books." <laughs> Six months later, you hate yourself, but your bills are paid off. I cannot believe I said I would write another one of these books. I hate this fucking character. I want to set it on fire. Rocks fall. Everybody dies. But you do it because you're a professional and, and you get paid for it. And so you and, – and you already cashed their check. <laughs> you know, that's what it boils down to. You already cashed that check. So, And when you're spending money in advance – yeah, I bought a purse. <laughs> or, you know, I paid off a credit card or, you know, just, just just whatever you did with it. 
it's a done deal. It's a done deal. You've, you've cashed that check, so you owe them this. And professionally, um, not fulfilling that, just, you, you can't not do it because you'll get sued. You know, so it's a job. Mm-hmm. Um, and and in, in that respect, you can get kind of trapped into writing something you really don't want to write. Um, and unless you have them word it where they just say two books instead of saying, oh, two suspense or two erotic contemporary or two historical, you know, because they'll stick those words in there <laughs> when you're not paying attention. <laughs> the next thing you know, you're contracted, ob- you're obligated to write two historical romances. You can't even fucking write historical romance. I'm like, I don't even know what they wore in pre- I have no idea what they wore in medieval Scotland, okay? Bitches in a dress. I don't know. I don't even know what it's called. Are there knickers? I don't know. Are there bloomers? What's under her dress? I have to know what's under her dress because she's going to get naked. And it's so frustrating. It's so frustrating. So there, does that answer your question? Yes, it does. It does. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, I have somebody who's been on the line 40 minutes. Oh, my God. I'm so sorry. Oh. Um, I'm sorry for taking time. <laughs> It's okay. Thank you for calling, and have a good evening. You're welcome. <laughs> You're on the air with Kira. Hello. Hello, Erica. Hello. Hello. Yes, hi. Can you not hear me? I can't. I, I can't hear you now. Hello. I'm sorry. Hello. I can hear you now. Okay. Yeah, what's up? <laughs> Nothing. I am actually uh, I'm doing a lot of my hat, so you're good. <laughs> Did I lose you? No, I'm here. Hello? Do you have any? Oh. <laughs> uh, who is this, actually? This is Alicia. I'm Alicia Nelson, but I'm also Tula Figaro. I'm in the chat. Okay. <clears throat> I have. I do have a question. Um, do you have any? Uh, huh? Okay. <laughs> um, you put um, kids in your in your series, and I wanted to know. I know how you you write um, until you end the series, and sometimes that's just it. You don't go any further. But because in a couple of series you have added kids, will you be writing stories where you show where the kids are growing, um, and they maybe have their own story as as an adult? Oh. Um, it's interesting because my kids are always, um, the kids in my stories are always uh, OC um, because I I don't really have a fandom where there are children who are actually, you know, in the stories themselves. And so my kids are always OCs. Um, I actually have a story that's kind of archived in my what might have been work folder where Sebastian – is a grown man, and he's traveling with his um, his partner to Atlantis. They're on a ship together, and he's nervous about introducing his fathers to this to this man that he's involved with because um, he's really in love for the first time, and, and, he, and he he doesn't know how his dad's going to respond to this um, to this young soldier that he's fallen in love with. And um, it's only like three or four thousand words. Uh, I don't know what I'm going to do with it, but um, I like the idea of, of exploring Sebastian as, as an adult, especially Sebastian, because um, he was my first child character ever. Because I, I don't actually put kids in my, my professional work, because I write a lot of porn, to be perfectly honest, and um, kids have no place in porn. 
No. Kids have no place in porn as far as I'm concerned. So, I mean, I, they shouldn't even be in the house when porn stuff happens. I, just, I have rules about that. I don't know. Um, but Andy is um, – I said this before, and Andy is really a uh, um, a mirror of John in, in Sentinels of Atlantis. And he's uh, – so – when I look at Andy in the context of Sentinels of Atlantis, it's mostly about exploring his gifts um, as a child and giving him a different experience than what John had. Um, and, and that's why he's there, uh, because I wanted to explore the dynamic of the Shepherd family in, in a way that I hadn't done before. Because in, in, in what might have been and in Ties That Bind, there is um, – John, you don't meet Patrick in in what might have been until John reconnects with him personally, and yeah, you know, and he makes that better with John, and they connect, and you know, they they get that back, um, and in ties that bind, there was never a a break to begin with. You know, his dad's yeah, always been that. really central yeah. to his life. And so when Sentinels of Atlanta, <laughs> when you meet Patrick for the first time, he hasn't spoken to his son in years. And he's heartbroken over what he allowed to happen with him and John. And so Andy is like... Um, his second chance. <laughs> I don't know. He's like this bridge between... His family and John, and, and when John does come right. back to Earth, it will be Andy that will be the bridge between them. You know, right. he'll be yeah, the. Uh, I, I can see that, especially since you say Andy is a mirror to John, so this is this is seeing what right. John was doing as a child to different him than Patrick saying, "This is my kid." He now gets a chance to see what John actually was feeling at that time as a kid. <laughs> right, and also, also Andy, um, Andy's a a little bit angry with with John f- for leaving because one of the you know um, Andy is like John and he has the 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 empathy so he knows the pain that that John left behind in his brothers and in his grandfather and um or in his father Andy's grandfather um, so Andy is exposed to that pain and so he's he's got some resentment there and he, you know John is. You know, John's going to have to address that when when he does meet Andy and um, make peace with with his nephew. What I did do in Lantean Legacy, um, Sebastian makes an appearance in Lantean Legacy in book four or book five, I, depending on what I do with that front part. Um, and we don't meet Sebastian until he's 17. And he's been on Earth this entire time, and John doesn't know about him. And um, Atlantis finds Sebastian. And it's um, it's bad. What what happens is is totally not good. It's it's really bad. Um, Sebastian's been in government custody for a very long time. Um, he's he's angry. He's um, he didn't know who his dad was, and now he does. And he's um, he's furious with the situation. Um, the NID murdered his mother t- to take him. They'd known all along that he was John's son. So he so when John meets Sebastian in Lantean Legacy, he's seventeen. He's um been I try I'm pattering Sebastian after the Pretender. Did you ever watch The Pretender? I did. I still love that show. 
Absolutely. Okay, I'm patterning Sebastian after Jared. Okay, okay. So Sebastian's been in government custody for a very long time. He's escaped. He um, he's, he's brilliant, and he has, he was he was held captive with a whole bunch of other kids, who all have the ATA gene. And there's something else. There was something else in the facility, and Sebastian stole it. And I don't want to tell you what it is because it's a surprise. Yeah, it's an awful surprise. <laughs> And Sebastian, um, so when John meets Sebastian for the first time, Sebastian draws a weapon on his own father. He draws a weapon on him because he doesn't want to, um, he doesn't know who this fucker is, but, and he's not going to go with him. <laughs> That's what it boils down to. So I'm really looking forward to exploring Sebastian as practically an adult, you know, and, oh, okay. in that story. Um, so there you go. Good. And that'll be a lot of fun. I have a lot of stories I've read um, in some fanfiction they do have kids in them, and I always wonder, you know, some some people do, some people don't. They they continue the story, and then you see the kids go up, and then you see um, how the original character deals with now this adult kid, but sometimes you don't. And since they make the kids such a big part of the story, to me it seems like, oh, but there's so much more when you add that extra, when you added that kid that you can do with it, that you can take it so many ways. But then they had to stop it, and you're 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 left wondering what could have been with this original character, you know, because they they put the kids there, and it's like, well, why didn't we finish it? Why didn't we not see that person grow up? Why but then a lot of times, I'll say, happen? as a writer, I'll say that sometimes you you put um, the the kid in to um, to give your character a family, and it's never really um, about the kid, but. One series that does really well on this, I'm going to have to let you go after this because I have somebody who's been on the line for 37 minutes waiting for us. Um, a farm in Iowa with Finn. And Finn is just, he's adorable and he grows up. And then they have snippets of Finn in the future where, you know, oh, God, it's it, it's absolutely heartbreaking when when you realize that, you know, Finn has already buried one of his parents and, you know, John's getting really old and he's about to die too. And so you, so you, <coughs> so Finn's like this beautiful character that, that you get to see in these little stories of um, a farm in Iowa where Finn grows up on this farm and then there are these snippets where he's grown and, you know, he's he's back on the farm with his dads, and then, you know, there's McKay's funeral. And I, that story just tears my heart out. I have a hard time watching it. And that's also part of the problem is when you let the kids grow up, that means your characters get old. And I don't want to write John old. I don't want to write Rodney old either because that means they're going to die, and I don't believe in that. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for calling. I really appreciate it. Um, have a great evening. This is great. Thank you. You're on the air with Kara. Thank you for waiting. Hi there. Hello. Yes. How are you? Hello. I'm good. How are you? I'm great. What's your username online? People want to know. Um, it would be Chelsea. But I'm rarely I, I'm a lurker, so I don't say much. <laughs> okay. Okay. I but, I think I've seen you in my user list on my site. Yeah, so. there you go. Yes, I I get on there and lurk and see what's going on. <laughs> Do you ever like hiding out in the chat room and watch those crazy women because they're crazy? I do. They're I crazy. you know you learn 
you learn a lot when you're just really quiet and watch what's going on, you know, kind of who's crazy and who's not. <laughs> They're all crazy. <laughs> but yes, it's a lot of fun, you know, hard. with the porn and the porn and the links and the porn and mostly the porn. Um, it's craziness. So <clears throat> did you have any questions? I actually just really wanted to call and say thank you. Um, one of my online friends introduced me to your work, and I absolutely completely love it. And um, I just completely fell in love with um, ties that bind and researched more about that kind of community and stuff. And um, mm-hmm. I actually met some people online that I introduced that story to. And I've made so many friends that we just talk about everyday life and or someone would be like, hey, Kira posted something. I'm like, no, it's not. It's not a story. She just posted an update. <laughs> so, you know, <laughs> you're, you're part of our daily life. I'm like, that's not a chapter update. You know, that's just a hi, I'm here update. <laughs> so we have fun. <laughs> well, thank you. I appreciate that. And I'm glad. Um, it's always nice to, to see and, and hear that um, that in some indirect way that I bring people together or in a very direct way when it comes to the chat room is crazy women. And, um, you know, that people who probably would have no conversation with each other otherwise have one because of something they read that I wrote. And that's, that's pretty awesome. You, you, in an indirect way, brought my sister from another mister into my life. So we'd actually met in real life and (laughs) had little vacations. So all because, you know, That's we, awesome. we met in a That is so yeah. awesome. Yeah. So, Sister yeah, from another mister. And also, I also impact people's vocabulary, I think, in ways that I don't expect. Um, yes. I had a close encounter of the minion kind myself a few weeks ago, and I know it was a minion because she was in Target and told her husband to go get her some holy wafers, and he came back with Oreos. <laughs> Nice. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, okay. <laughs> I'll be exiting stage left. Thank you. Because you just need to wear a pair of tennis shoes. Go. <laughs> or, or worse, I was actually in a, um, I was in a cafe in um, Atlanta, um, mm-hmm. and I am on a laptop, and I'm actually on my own website, and I was actually getting ready to log in and update, and this uh-huh. woman. <laughs> nosy ass woman <laughs> minion um stops me and says oh my god i read kira too he's like what's your favorite story crap. and i'm like oh my god i said my favorite story is actually ties at mine what's yours <laughs> because you almost totally outed yourself if she'd have waited like 30 seconds she would have saw me log into my own website that would have been full of awesome And she would have gotten a close encounter of the Kira kind, but she didn't. There you so. go. Yeah, well, I, I so am your, your, your neighbor to the north up here in Nash Vegas, and I get down to Atlanta <laughs> every couple of years. But I've, I've always been kind of like, oh, I sometimes says she's here, but I don't know. <laughs> I actually live outside of Atlanta. I don't live in Atlanta. I'm regularly in Nashville. I go, I'm in Huntsville, I'm in Birmingham. I love the whole area. I have family everywhere. I have family up as far as McMinnville mm-hmm. um, and as far down as Mobile. There you so, go. you know, there's a whole, yeah. So, I, you know, <coughs> and because I don't have a, a real job, I just get in my car and go somewhere. 
I know, get to, I'm a photographer, um, so I get to go everywhere, too. It's awesome. <laughs> Um, me and my mom took a pilgrimage to uh, Murfreesboro. <laughs> you know where that's holy, at, Murfreesboro. The holy Tennessee University <laughs> mecca there. <laughs> well, what happened was, let me tell you what happened. I was, um, I wanted a tablet, um, and my local phone store didn't have the tablet that I wanted. And I'm like, well, fuck this shit. So I called the national number and said, I want this tablet, and my local store doesn't carry it, and I am... This is where I am. I want you to give me (laughs) the closest location to my house that I can drive to to get this fucking tablet that I want. And she Mm -hmm. gave me three or four choices, and I picked Murfreesboro because it was closer than – because it wasn't in Atlanta, and it wasn't in – I mean, it was literally the closest store, and it was like three or four hours. (laughs) So I drove my happy ass. Me and my mom got in the car, and we were actually going to go for one tablet. We We came back for two. There you go. Because when she, she got there, she saw it. She wanted one too. Yeah. There you go. I love I love your mom stories and your aunt busybody stories. They crack me up. We need more of them. Aunt busybody. Has she, she been minding else. her own business? No, no. <laughs> if she minded her own business, she wouldn't be Miss Aunt Busybody. Well, the fact well we, haven't, is, had, we is that, haven't had any good stories about her lately, so, you know, we think she's doing okay. You know, the thing <laughs> is, is as funny as my aunt is sometimes, she's also not funny a lot. I mean, she mm-hmm. can be terrible. Uh, she's very old. She's very Southern. Um, mm-hmm. And sometimes she says shit that makes me want to slap her in her whole face, but I don't. Because she's very old. <laughs> and that's really the only go. reason right there, that she's very old. And I don't hit old people. Um, she's 72-ish. Is she still kicking? I don't know. My mom is um, 60 this year. She's one of the youngest. Uh-huh. And um, it's she's, – she's annoying. Not as annoying as my Aunt Holy Roller, who's recently gone on this tangent that she believes that um, – if she exposes me to the appropriate religious propaganda, that I will repent my evil atheist ways. Um, does she so know what you do for a living? Oh, yes, as a matter of fact, she does. But and she doesn't actually have a problem with that. She actually reads my she reads my professional work. Uh-huh. Um, doesn't give a shit. She'll promote. She'll, <laughs> this is the best story about my aunt Holy Roller ever. My aunt Holy Roller uh-huh. is actually a Pentecostal. Do you know what that is? I do. Pentecostal. Okay, yeah, with the bun and the the dress, the whole whole nine yards. Um, I have been to her church several times, and I can't entirely be certain that they didn't didn't bring out the snakes because I wasn't there. I'm I'm just going to put that out there. There was no Mm -hmm. snake handling, but it's probably because they had their guest behavior out. I don't know. If I went twice, there could have been some snake handling. But I have actually a story about snake handling, too. But, okay, anyway, my second or third book comes out, <coughs> and it's kind of naked man on the cover. I mean, just, you know, it's oh, side nice. shots. You're not seeing a cock or anything, but it's, you know, it's obvious what it is, right? Because this man is naked yeah. and looking good. And I had a couple copies in my car, uh-huh. and she <laughs> says, I hear you got a new book out, and I'm like, as a matter of fact, I do. Do you want to see it? So I go out to the car, and I get this envelope full of books <laughs> that my agent had sent me. And I bring it in the house, and she says, oh, well, isn't he pretty? And she puts three copies of this book. She's, she said, okay, I need you to sign these. I need to give these to my ladies at the church. So I sign these three books, and she takes them. She takes these three 
pornographic novels to her okay. church for two of her church ladies. Wow. And this is the best part of this whole story. I actually got three thank you cards in the mail. For pornographic novels. Yeah, like old Southern ladies do. They'll they'll thank you for their presence with a with a card. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I wanna thank you so much for sending me this book. I really enjoyed it. I especially like and they all and every one of them had a part they liked. It was oh my god. So I'm like I call my aunt my aunt Holy Roller, and I'm like, Did you I said, These women sent me thank you cards. They actually read it. I didn't think they'd actually read it. I thought they would just, you know, have it so they could say that they had a autographed copy of a professional writer's book. No, these bitches read this <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, my God. I said, there was anal sex in that book. And she went, honey, I don't know how I break this to you, but there's a reason why I only had two kids. Oh. I went, birth control? And she went, no, baby, no. I went, oh, my God, oh, I don't want to hear yeah. about your anal sex. <laughs> oh, so, yes, yeah, so that's, there's that. But <clears throat> there is that. Um yeah. Was that even That's your question? Awesome. Did I answer your question? I think you did. Oh, my Aunt Holly Roller, yeah. Thank you. Yeah. <coughs> well, will you give a shout-out to my sister from another mister? Say, hi, Sin. She will freak out if she gets to hi. go later. <laughs> What's her full um, online name? I believe she goes by Alexi Sin. Or she, yeah. Hello, Alexi Sin. Isn't she, she's actually, um... On Rough Trade this year? She's doing yes, yeah, I think doing she's on the time. Yeah, I, um, I, told, I, told I have not a huge list of Rough I Trade. See her. I was like, I'm not going to get to see you for like 30 days straight. You're not going to be anywhere but writing, so don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> now you got to share. You gotta she share. goes into hibernation mode. Sharing is caring. <laughs> sharing, is go, caring. sharing is caring. Or something like that. No. Some bullshit she, like that. She, yeah. We were, on, we were on Skype one day, and she texted me, she's like, I'm like, what? She's like, Kara, Kara replied to something I wrote her. She was like, I'm so happy. <laughs> <laughs> That's so She's weird. Like, we're, we're, we're both little fangirls. <laughs> it's so weird. Like, um, I, uh, someone sent me this really long letter once, and I responded back, and I, I mean, I must have typed on that thing for like 30 minutes. It was, a, I responded equally to her very long letter. And she and wrote back, and she says, oh, my God, I think you'd actually read it. I'm like, well, you sent me an email. What do you expect? Well, the first time I ever wrote you on Facebook, it was a little shocking when you wrote back. It was kind of like, oh, she's a real person. <laughs> I am, in fact, a real person. Yeah, I got all the parts, and, yeah, I sleep and eat. All of them? That's nice. Occasionally like masturbate. There's, yeah, I, the, the whole nine yards. It's whole always nine nice yards. to have all of them. Well, well, thank you for sharing your friend with yes. us during Rough Trade, I'm yes. sure. She'll do great, Alexi. You're going to do great. I'm going to yes. watch you like a hawk. No, I'm just kidding. I'm <laughs> just kidding. I'm just kidding. I had one person sign up for um, Rough Trade, and they actually uh-huh. emailed me after I did their thing and so I set them all up and got them all ready. And she asked me not to actually read her work while <laughs> she was posting on Rough Trade because it would make her nervous. And so I promised I wouldn't read her work. Aw. Well, she's a big, huge Harry Draco fan. And that's how I got her to start reading your stuff, is I lured her in with Harry Draco and then gave her ties that bind. 
You know what I would love to write? I would love to write a Harry Potter ties that bind with Harry as a Dom, and I would love to I give him two sons. I would love to give him Draco out. and Hermione. He would not be able to. She would not be able to make it through. I would love to give him Drake, like Draco first, and then Hermione. It would be great. <laughs> I had That's this whole idea awesome. where. Harry collars Draco right out of Hogwarts to protect him from his father, and then um, Hermione disappears because Muggleborn uh-huh. submissives don't have it really, really well. Don't, don't, don't have a lot of rights in the magical world, so she disappears after Hogwarts, yeah. and then she comes back a- after training, and no one knows she's submissive. And she shows up at Harry's house, and she says, "You know, um, this is what it is, and um, I need your protection because I, I can't stay in magical Britain if I'm uncollared because, you know, I'm going to end up the yes. slave of pure blood. You know, Ron. Ron's going to be the awesome. bad guy, this, of course, because I hate Ron. Um, and, of course, he's going to call her because she was awesome and she saved him and helped him, and, you know, of course he's going to. And then he has to deal with, you know, Draco being Draco and Hermione. <laughs> Being Hermione in his house, both of them expecting sex. So, you know, yeah. There you go. Hey, just so you That's know, if, idea. If, she or, if she or I win the lottery, you are going to be set for life to only write what you want to write so that we can have fun stories for the rest of our lives. That's our plan. <laughs> you, that, you aren't the first person to actually say that. Um, I have more than one person who promised to put me up for life. You know, I'm not sure how that would work, but I'd be willing to try. <laughs> Keep you happy with chocolate and coffee and Rodney. <laughs> Oreos. Rodney and <laughs> there you go. <laughs> but anyways, well, thank you for talking with me, and it was a lot of fun, and I hope you do this again sometime. I will. Thank you, and you have a good evening. You too. Bye. And this is my last caller of the evening. Thank you, and you're on the night. You're on the air with Kira. Hello. Hi, Kira. It's Sherza from your site. <laughs> How are you? Doing good. 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 You're my last caller because I only have six minutes left. So. Okay. <laughs> I just kind of wanted to call and say hi, and I how much I enjoy your stories because I I. At this point, I don't even remember how I ran across your site the first time, but I ended up reading Ties That Bind first, and it I adore it because it's one of the few real, half, even halfway realistic BDSM stories out there. And it just, and yours, it, it's actually realistic. It's not even halfway, but most of the rest out there, it's, they get halfway and then it kind of falls off the map somewhere. Well, what happens is, and I'm not sure if it's a lack of experience, um, and, you know, you see this a lot in fandoms with a lot of young writers, um, where they don't actually have any experience fucking. And so you see it. Like, they'll have this really great story, and then there's the sex, and you're like, what? Well, no, that's not how that works. What? <laughs> get a book. Get a pamphlet from the health department. That's not how dicks work. I promise. <laughs> yeah, like that's not how the clinic is. Either I there's no lube um, involved, so, or they've got body parts going in places that they cannot go. Places that they could not. <laughs> right, exactly. I think that happens with BDSM too. People are very enamored with the idea of um, dominance and submission, and a lot of times they confuse dominance with abuse. 
and or, or they assume that this abusive bullying is dominance when it's not. Um, I see it in fic sometimes where they they shape a character or a, especially a dom into um, into a bully who doesn't explain himself, doesn't own his own behavior, blames others for his issues, takes his temper out on his submissive, which is not dominance. That's abuse. And I don't know if they do it as some kind of, I don't know, half-ass uh, parody or if they really genuinely believe it, that, that, that that's how dominance works. And it's not. I hate to say it, but I think, uh, it's, I think that they think that that's how it works because, you know, I mean, especially because that lifestyle tends to get a bad rap in the news, in the public eye, you only ever really hear about the idiots, the morons, the abusers, the creepy, well, you see, scary motherfuckers. You see an abuser in that environment, in that, um, in that dynamic, and you know they're not actually dominant. They're not actually sexually dominant. They're abusers, and they are attracted to that lifestyle under the mistaken belief that they'll have the ability to abuse their submissive or their partner in a way that will be sanctioned. It's like they don't understand that the true power of a dominant submissive relationship is actually coming from the submissive. Um, Without the submissive, the dom doesn't have anything to do. Exactly, And, and, and you can't force submission it's if it's not given willingly then it is absolutely not submission and therefore the dynamic is corrupt and you can't create a relationship out of that and that's one of the things that when i went into ties that buying that i wanted to do is that i wanted to create um i wanted to demonstrate respect that that that, that the equality between submissives and and dominance is is more than just um Sex, and it's more than just tying somebody up or spanking somebody's ass. It's uh, that the respect that is given and received on both ends of the spectrum creates that dynamic between submissives and dominance. And if you can't take submissive um, submission, it has to be given because if it's not given, then you're not being submitted to. You know, does that, does that, does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, okay. it makes That's a lot what of I wanted sense. to do with Ties to Bind. Yeah, and, and um, you know, I, like I said, I really enjoy the stories because, like I said, it's realistic, it's people, and, they're, you know, other than the assholes, like uh, oh, that one admiral who's after Rodney, I, his name is escaping me at the moment, uh, and Carter, who yeah. is a complete bitch in that story, you know, but... You know, there's so there's bad people, but there's also a lot of good people, a lot of good <coughs> exposure to the dynamic, and you can see the difference between the two. And it's kind of like you're waving a big red flag, going, "This is the good, this is the bad. Pay attention." Well, the fact of the matter is, is that you you have to have both to demonstrate um, balance. You know, there you have to show what can go wrong. So that when you show it going right, it it makes the point for you. I think that without the addition of Jordan, who is the general who wanted Rodney, um, that you're missing um, 
you're missing part of, of what happens between um, John and Rodney because um, not only is, is John very different from Jordan, he um, he's there's a care that Rodney wouldn't have gotten from Jordan. So it becomes this situation where you can compare and, and find Jordan lacking in a lot of areas and not just his professional work and not just his public behavior is when you realize that he's not a dom that you could trust to tie you up. Yeah. Yeah, he's a monster. I wouldn't trust that man within 50 feet of me, let's be honest. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And so, and you see John, and, you know, John embraces dynamic and embraces all these things, and you know that he would uh, protect and, and love Rodney, and so it makes you invest in their relationship. And I think I'm going to run out of time. Um, I don't know if I got cut off. Hello? No, you're you're still on. So, we'll, um, yeah. Okay. So um, we can finish this another well, the, time. Well, the, <laughs> the the two hours ran out, so I'm not sure what's going to happen. Um, I think I, I turned over at midnight, so I could be into like tomorrow's time. So it isn't going to cut me off automatically. Yeah. Or did it? It, it yeah, cut you it off. Cut they off. were saying it cut you off. Okay. Alrighty. Okay. Well, thank you very Alrighty. much for calling. I appreciate it. Bye. All right. Bye. 500 vehicles to sell. 500 ways to save. One month only at Build Penny Toyota during Mega Memorial Month. Now through May 31st. That means mega deals on your favorite Toyota models from Alabama's number one volume Toyota dealer. And don't forget, every new vehicle comes with our 10-year unlimited warranty. Plus, enjoy the rest of our awesome Petty perks. Visit BuildPettyToyota.com during Mega Memorial Month. Number one based on 2018 total new Toyota retail sales in Alabama for Southeast Toyota distributors. Warranty valid through 10th year of ownership on new vehicles only. See dealer for details. 500 vehicles to sell, 500 ways to save. One month only at Build Penny Toyota during Mega Memorial Month. Now through May 31st. That means mega deals on your favorite Toyota models from Alabama's number one volume Toyota dealer. And don't forget, every new vehicle comes with our 10-year unlimited warranty. Plus, enjoy the rest of our awesome Penny perks. Visit BuildPennyToyota.com during Mega Memorial Month. Number one based on 2018 total new Toyota retail sales in Alabama for Southeast Toyota distributors. Warranty valid through 10th year of ownership on new vehicles only. See dealer for details.